Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday evening here with a heavily requested episode by many of you over probably the last year or two. Uh, we would see a handful of these trickle in, and I would look at them and I just kind of put it on the back burner, and then eventually. I figured I'd crack and uh, dive deep into this one, and I wanted to get enough documentation, enough analysis, enough research, so people don't go crazy and lose their minds when I say what I'm about to say here. Um, in the title of today's podcast, we are talking about diet sodas, fake sweeteners, are they safe, uh, can you use them, should you use them, can we kind of go into detail, and we'll go as deep down in the rabbit hole here as... Uh, you guys are willing to follow me, and that's what I'm going to kick off with. And so first off, I'm going to say this. Uh, like most things in life, uh, you know, cookies, uh, cupcakes, uh, beer, wine, hard alcohol, um, I think a lot of things are okay in moderation for certain people. Obviously, I think there is extenuating circumstances for a handful of people where they're all or nothing type person, where they have addictive personalities, whether it be uh, from experience, environment, family history, uh, genetic predispositions. I'm not talking about those people. Those are the outliers. But for the average person, the average Joe who their blood work is typical, um, they live a pretty balanced life overall. They're not necessarily unhealthy. They're not crazy. You know, on the health spectrum, they're just kind of right in that, you know, Mendoza line, the vanilla in the middle. I think most things in moderation are okay for most people. Um, full disclosure here, uh, I drink diet soda uh, every now and then for sure. And uh, I don't really have a major issue with you guys if you do as well. So if you want to cut the podcast off right now, you can kind of go along your way. Um, I give it the okay. If you want me to go into detail, I'm going to go super deep into it here. But we tend to keep um, some diet sodas in our home. I tend to keep, uh, you know, Powerade Zeros around, Gatorade Zeros around. In fact, if you guys are watching on YouTube, here's my Powerade Zero right here. Uh, I don't know if that one has, that one's clear. I don't know if that one has any fake uh, coloring, but for surely has uh, fake sweetener in it. Um, like all things in life, I want to be as completely transparent and real with you guys as I can. So I do consume things that have fake sweeteners in them. I don't see a major issue with it, and I'm going to kind of, you know, rock through here with you guys uh, in detail of why I believe that. So, uh, on a side note, uh, I think you'd be surprised how many, you know, real health and fitness people um, do use fake sweeteners uh, in moderation and do drink diet sodas in moderation as well for a multitude of reasons. Uh, and I mean like a real health person, not the ones who are all, you know, geared up, steroided out and just, you know, look a certain way and then feed you a bunch of shit and sell you crappy products. Not those people. I'm talking about like the BJ Gadours of the world. Uh, and, I, and I use BJ as an example because obviously him and I have been friends for years. Uh, we're very different, uh, as you can tell by uh, Instagram, our posts and things like that. But we are also very, very similar uh, as well. And him and I would always talk uh, when we go out to dinner together or if there's certain places that we like, we would always ask, you know, is the is the diet soda crispy? You get what I'm saying here? If you get stuff in a can or a bottle, sometimes it's crispy. It has a little bite to it. That's that's the real stuff. And then sometimes you go to like a restaurant, and if it's not the, the upper echelon restaurant, sometimes they'll give you like a flat uh, diet soda. I just can't, I can't stand that whatsoever. It needs to be crispy. Like if you get a Diet Coke, right, and it's like super crispy with that bite, squeeze a little bit of lemon or lime in there, that is uh, 
that's like my drugs, uh, if you will, for me, for the fact that I don't uh, really care to drink uh, because I have addictive personality, family history of alcoholism and addiction. It's not really my thing. It's just a, it's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. And so I don't have a lot of vices. And even the vices that I do have, I, I do them in moderation because I have a level of self-control now that I believe is uh, rivals most humans. But so with that said, uh, a lot of this information I'm going to share with you guys, uh, I've kind of cohorted it and I put it together um, from Miguel Blackcut. Uh, he, if I'm saying all the names correctly, Lane Norton and uh, Peter Fitchin. All these guys put a lot of great content um, and I'll share the various websites uh, as well on the blog and obviously in here if you guys want to read in detail. But all this information is readily available on the internet by basic Google searches and just throwing this stuff up. So this is not me making up just my opinion. This is me sharing facts. Uh, these are things that are proven by science and research. Uh, you can look them up yourselves. There's a lot of, like anything, there's a lot of fear mongering and a lot of things out there. People say, oh my God. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll post it sometimes, like my coffee in the morning. And I'll have like a, you know, Powerade Zero next to them. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you drink that stuff. It has fake sweetener and you're going to die. On a side note, please show me the, the, the cancer wing of the hospital from the guy who drank 20 ounces of Powerade Zero once a day, every day, and drank two gallons of water and ate vegetables and slept well and trained and lived a really healthy life. If that's the worst thing that I'm doing every single day and that's what kills me, so fucking be it, man. Like, uh, what can I what can I even do at this point, like, to live life, right? Like, we have to be realistic here. And what we do with, with health foods is this, with, with things that are alternatives that tend to be healthy in moderation, we, we demonize them and we research them like crazy, but yet with, like, fucking Oreos and cakes and the shit your grandma made, like, we don't even care or ask what's in it. And we consume it like it's no problem. So... What are, you know, fake sweeteners and why use sweeteners in food in general? It's an important question. Um, if they had no benefit, then obviously we wouldn't be talking about this at all, but they do have a benefit. The benefit of sweeteners is simple, and yet it's powerful. It allows us, people who want to be healthy, to consume sweet things like food and drinks that don't have a large number of calories like the original version would. The benefit is you can have, let's say, like a diet soda, for example, um, sweetened yogurt, whether it be like the Walden Farms, you know, syrups and the chocolate sauces, whether it be, you know, the alternative cereals uh, like cookies and things like that. All those things we can enjoy and eat in moderation and still keep moving towards our fitness goals and keep our overall sugar intake for the day down. As I said, it's a simple benefit, but it's a powerful one at that. Using sweeteners means that you don't have to ignore your sweet tooth. You don't have to feel like you're always unsatisfied. You don't have to fight this urge. Because what happens is this. When people vilify fake sweeteners in moderation, they go so long without anything. And all of a sudden it becomes like this moment where they just crack and break down and they eat you know, two sleeves of Oreo cookies. There's nobody who can email me, message me, debate me on video or in person that could tell me that crushing two sleeves of legit Oreos is better than you having two or three Diet Cokes a week. I, I just don't see how there's an argument there. So for me, the sweeteners do serve a purpose. And even better, you'll have more calories left over to spend on other foods you like if you can use them intermittently and properly in the right way. 
And so I'm going to kind of break down all the, you know, fake sweeteners one by one by one so you guys can kind of get a full picture of this. So uh, the asperitin, which a lot of people see in the sodas uh, and people vilify, you've definitely heard of it. It's probably the most common sweetener used and found in most uh, diet beverages. Asperitin is made up of, you know, two amino acids. I'm not going to go into, you know, crazy detail and give you guys all the science behind it because there's really... There's no point to it. Uh, just know for the fact that there's no reason or evidence to suspect that it is harmful to human health in the way that we are taking it. Um, obviously, there's people who are outliers. They have genetic predispositions to certain things. But for most of us, I don't think it's a major issue in moderation. Now, if you're drinking three liters of diet soda per day and one glass of water, obviously, yeah, you have a problem. If you're a person who is healthy, you're active, uh, you eat, you know, proteins, vegetables, healthy fats, you're drinking a gallon of water plus a day, and you have, you know, 10 to 12 ounces of diet soda, I think you're going to be okay in the big picture of things. Um, again, asperitin has been highly researched in both short-term and long-term studies in humans, in rats, in dogs, and in hamsters, and there has been no data, there has been no data to link asperitin to any acute or or long-term adverse effects, even in high doses in any species studied. I'm literally just reading from research here, you guys. This is not my opinion. So if you have some legit scientific data you can send me that says asperitin is going to kill you, it's going to give you cancer, it's going to do all these crazy things if you were to drink, I don't know, 12 ounces of it per day, shoot it to me. I'm happy to read on the podcast and we can do a rebuttal from there. But as far as I know, I have never seen anything. And as far as everything I've looked at, there is no data to link asperitin to any acute or long-term adverse effects to any species that's been studied, including humans, rats, dogs, and even hamsters. The next one on the list, which you guys are probably familiar with, sucralose. This is a non-nutritive sweetener that is commonly found in things like Splenda, for example, and many of the low-calorie kind of flavored foods. A lot of the protein companies actually use it, so if you guys are taking things like Dimatized or like your Optimum Nutrition Protein, odds are uh, sucralose is the sweetener in there that they use. Um, there's a million other examples I can give. Just simply look at anything that you eat that is sweet, that is not naturally sweet, so something that is low in sugar that has that kind of same sweet, you know, uh, kind of palate, I think you're going to find sucralose is behind that. Uh, protein bars, uh, yogurts, even diet drinks. And again, like I said, the Walden Farms stuff, if you guys are not familiar, uh, Walden Farms does use the sucralose for a lot of those things and kind of any other low calorie good. On a side note, with the Walden Farm stuff, we make like a, we have this gluten-free barbecue pizza that we make. Uh, it's in our Gillian Gluten-Free Cookbook actually. And, uh, the barbecue sauce from there is pretty legit. Now, I, full note, I haven't ate real barbecue sauce in a very long time, but uh, it does the job, and uh, really there's nothing to it. It's basically the same kind of barbecue taste and sweetness, but without uh, all the added sugar into it. So with that, sucralose is made to imitate uh, the taste of table sugar. That's what it was created for. So sucralose is made to kind of emulate... Uh, the same taste you would get from table sugar. However, it is 600 times sweeter than sucrose. So your sucralose is 600 times sweeter than like your table sugar would be. I'm laughing right now because my dog is actually between my legs uh, begging to get petted. Oh, hey, Jace. And so based on the evidence, the FDA has approved the daily intake of 5 milligrams um, per kind of body weight. So one packet of Splenda contains 
uh, roughly 12 kind of, you know, milligrams of sucralose, meaning that a 150-pound person could have 28 packets of Splenda per day. So let me get that right to you. The FDA has approved the daily intake uh, of sucralose, obviously in the body, uh, based on how much you intake and what your body weight is. So for it to be, according to this study that I'm reading, harmful to you, a person who weighs 150 pounds could have up to 28 packets of Splenda per day. Similar to aspartame, it seems that sucralose will not be harmful when consumed in normal ranges. Now, that's the key here. That's why I always say moderation with everything. Um, do I think it's a problem if you drink one beer a night? No. If you drink 29 beers a night? Yeah, I think that's a problem. And so it's the same thing. This is a problem if you put a Splenda or two like in your coffee throughout the day. I don't think it's going to kill you. If you do 29 packets of Splenda per day, yeah, that's an issue. Again, we're talking moderation here, you guys, and it's just something for you to do to not be crushing real sugar every single day. It's just covering the gaps in what you do. And the last one here, Stevia, which is probably, you know, one of my favorites. Uh, Truvia will be the brand name. Uh, we use Truvia in a lot of our stuff. We'll throw it in oatmeal. Um, if you have to put it in certain drinks, it, it does help as well. And Stevia is a zero-calorie natural herbal sweetener that is 250 times sweeter than table sugar. So Stevia would be the natural herbal sweetener that you could use. So if you're worried about the quote-unquote fake stuff, this would be kind of the natural version of that, which will basically do the same. Now, some of the protein powders now are using stevia. Some of the bars are as well, depending on what kind of company you work for, how it works as a binding agent, what they choose to use as their brand. But stevia is taking place for some of these things nowadays when you look on the back of your boxes and your bags. So the sweetness in stevia comes from the components Steviol um, and a handful of others. So the U.S. and European regulations only approve high-quality Stevia leaf extracts. That's where this is coming from. So the standard Stevia-based sweeteners contain approximately 20 milligrams of Stevia leaf extracts. So same example here. A 150-person would be excuse me, a 150-pound person would be able to consume approximately 40 packets of the sweetener per day. That would be the safe range. So if you're listening to me and you want to put stevia in your coffee instead of sugar, because you're trying to get within your macros, cut your sugar down, you want to, you know, drop your body fat. Oh, this is what we're talking about. A lot of this is body composition based. We're looking for ways to still enjoy our life, live a healthy lifestyle, keep our sugar content down, not overconsume carbohydrates because it's the, you know, most easily overeaten macronutrient of all. If you were a person and you weighed 150 pounds, you would be able to consume approximately 40 packets of the sweetener per day in the safe range. Now, obviously, if you guys use a couple packets a day, it's cool. If you're 150 pounds and you're taking in 42 packets per day, that's probably not the safe level. So a lot of this fear-mongering and these things going on are, I don't know where they come from. I think most of you probably saw one article, oh, your friend told you, or maybe you watched it on a TV show about doctors or certain things, but there just isn't enough data and science there to say if you do it in moderation each day, it's going to be the thing that kills you and makes you drop dead. Now, a lot of this stuff I'm going to rip through here uh, was off Lane Norton's website, uh, biolane.com, and the particular piece, I believe uh, Peter Fitchin had wrote it, and it's just you know, kind of goes into detail talking about diet soda and how people will say, well, if you 
you know, drink diet sodas, it makes you want to eat more real sugar. If you drink diet sodas, it leads you to shittier eating. If you drink diet sodas, it's going to inhibit fat loss. Diet soda has been demonized for a number of potential reasons, particularly, obviously, safety. As a result, the safety of asperitin and the artificial sweetener most commonly used in diet soda has been studied over and over and over again. Like I mentioned before, there's nothing that shows it's going to make you guys drop dead and kill you. Now, looking specifically at the effects of diet soda on fat loss, many argue that diet soda tricks the body into thinking it is consuming sugar or that it makes individuals crave sugary food and eat more calories, blunting fat loss, when in reality, the data does not show this to be the case. There is no evidence... Artificial sweeteners stimulate insulin secretion like sugar in a healthy or diabetic individual. I'm reading here right from the research. Weight loss interventions, including diet soda, have observed as much or more weight loss than if diet soda was excluded from the diet. I can go on and on here with you guys to understand this, but understanding this together, it means that diet soda consumption while dieting is not going to inhibit your fat loss. And if it helps you curve cravings, it may even help the individual stay consistent with their diet in the fat loss phase for longer. With that being said, like most things, again, I'm going to come back to this a hundred times throughout this podcast. It's still best to get a majority of your fluid from water every single day and consume things like diet soda, uh, Powerade Zeros, Gatorade Zeros in moderation around water being the hub. Do you guys follow me here? I'll share this on my personal notes here. The better I eat and the better I've eaten throughout the years, the more diet soda I tend to drink. I know that might shock a lot of you guys, but hear me out here. If I'm going to do something for, I'll use men's health as the example. If I'm going to do something for men's health and it's a lot of shirtless bullshit stuff, which it's a game, it's, it's the world I still live in, I still have my hair and I look, you know, like a young Bruce Willis, so they're still willing to pay me uh, to see me uh, half naked. When I have to look a certain way and even drop in body fat from, you know, 8% to 7% or 7% to 6%, it makes a difference on camera. It makes a difference like how your body looks, how it moves, how the videos perform. It's just part of the game. We, we play into this bullshit and it's it's fitness right now. It's a visual platform. It's, it's, a, it's a thing to sell. What I'm driving at is when I'm on that mission to drop my body fat and get even more drastic, because you guys see me every single day on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, I live lean. I don't really, I don't have a fat season. I haven't had a fat season in probably since I was 25 years old. I've always just been in shape. You know, if, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And I've capitalized on a lot of opportunities that other people couldn't have uh, because they were just, for lack of a better term, they were too chubby when they got the phone call. And I was always, you know, living lean and, and ready to, to go to work, if you will. But what I'll do is if I go out to a restaurant, all my friends are eating things that maybe I want to, but I know I have a video shoot coming up or photo shoots or different projects that I need to be shirtless for. And I want to feel confident in my own skin. I don't want to feel you know bloated or lethargic, or I want to just feel like I'm on point because that's who I am. Or when I was competing way back in the day, even a better example, I would go out to dinner and would just have you know fish and green vegetables, and I'd always throw in a Diet Coke with it, and it really helped me. It was like, it was a lifesaver to me. Probably the two biggest appetite suppressants in my life are coffee, which you guys can see me right here. I have my coffee right next to me. And I also have my Powerade Zero. And at a restaurant, a nice crispy Diet Coke was like my dessert. It was like my treat. So I would go there, 
load up on vegetables, load up on proteins and healthy fats, and when everybody else is crushing french fries and pizza and eating cookies like crazy because they don't have to show up on video and they should live their life and they deserve it, I had to do it for part of work or my job. I, I wanted to be in the best condition I could be in because knowing a lot of these opportunities won't come my way when I'm 57 years old, I would just have a Diet Coke or two. And it truly saved me. So the argument that people say, well, you know, if you're drinking diet sodas, it's going to make you want to, you know, eat more sugar and real sugar and it's going to ramp up your cravings from a personal perspective. And there's no beta behind this. I always did way better with the diet sodas than without it. Without them, I think I really would have struggled and I probably would have cracked and had the stuff that was sweet. That was just enough bite and just enough sweetness for me to see it through. So what I tell our clients and our people is, I'm not against diet sodas. If you're drinking nine a day, that's a fucking problem. But if you wake up and you eat a veggie omelet with your eggs, you have your chicken salad at lunch, and then at night you're having, you know fish and veggies and whatever, and you want to throw a Diet Coke in there, or you have a Diet Coke at your business lunch, and you crushed a gallon of water throughout the day, and you got your workout in, and that's the worst thing you did, I think you're doing better than 99.9% of the humans on the planet. And if that's the thing that keeps you from having ice cream and cookies and cake and a bunch of other bullshit, I think you're winning. So the next point here, are the sweeteners, are they really safe? I think we've touched on before that they are. But I'm going to kind of go into a little bit more detail here just so you guys get it. Just so we're crystal clear, there is no current evidence showing that regularly consuming a moderate amount of these sweeteners is harmful to your health. In fact, if sweeteners can help you achieve a healthy body level, it could be argued that they actually might make you healthier. And I think I am living proof of that. If these things didn't exist and they weren't around, I don't know what I would do. Like, I like apples. I like bananas. Um, and sometimes that can cover the gaps, but I'm not going to eat 12 bananas in a day. And if I did, that's a shit ton of sugar. I think over time, me eating 10 bananas is going to crush me. Me throwing in a Powerade Zero might be a game changer for me. It might truly help me. Me having, you know, uh, apple cinnamon rice cake that is artificially sweetened instead of having like giant cookies, I think is a better bet. So that's where the argument comes from. And I am living proof of it. Again, you guys, it's not like I'm sitting here drinking 14 diet sodas a day. I'll go through my entire day. I'll drink a ton of coffee. I drink a ton of water. I'll have a Powerade Zero or Gatorade Zero because I work out hard as shit and I'm sweating. And at night, I'll come home, have like a kombucha with chia seeds in it. And GT Synergy is the brand I like. Or like a Kavita, which my wife loves, which are, again, all full. You know, they're live. They're full of probiotics. They're healthy for you. And I'll drink water. And then maybe at the end of my night, hey, I'll have a diet soda. Maybe I'll throw in a Power Crunch bar, which again, has some fake sweetener in it. But the scope of my day is real food and water. So to me, they help me be a healthier person, which for a lot of you guys, what you've been taught is probably counterintuitive to that, but that's the case that I'm living. And a lot of my health and fitness friends are living the same lifestyle. So keep in mind, we've covered like the three most common sweeteners out there, but there's obviously a ton more that kind of go into there. But I think for the most part, what you guys have gathered from me is if you're doing things in moderation, I think you are going to be okay. As for the sweeteners above, they're safe to consume and it's highly unlikely that what I'm saying is going to be disproven. That is my dog keeping me safe from the UPS men right now. So I apologize for that, you guys. So the overwhelming amount of evidence has shown that Fake sweeteners in moderation are safe to use both in the short term and the long term. So I believe for all of you listening out there, it is okay for you to occasionally have a diet soda. 
for you to occasionally have those sugar-free jellos or the zero-calorie syrups. If you're craving something super sweet and you don't want to eat something that contains a ton of sugar and a crazy amount of calories, instead, you can opt for something that has been quote-unquote artificially sweetened that can help satisfy your cravings while completely keeping you on track. As with most things in life, keeping your consumption within moderation is going to be the key to you being safe and healthy and happy. And again, the final point I'm going to drive home here is most things in life are fine in moderation. For me, again, the best appetite suppressants I use throughout the day to make me not want to eat and bite my hand off and why I can fast for so long is water, is cold brew. Staying hydrated, I think, is the key for everybody. Obviously, we, a lot of times we get you know hunger and thirst confused, and that's pr- probably like one of the biggest issues for a lot of people. So I stay hydrated with water. I drink cold brew coffee throughout the day. If I want to get fancy in the weekends, I'll go to my favorite spot here, Echo Coffee, and I'll get a quad shot almond milk latte. That's when I'm really living the high life. But for the most part, it's cheap-ass cold brew, um, and that's what I roll with. So water, cold brew, like a Gatorade Zero or a Powerade Zero. And then obviously, because I like the sweetness of it and the bite of it, and I grew up on soda, you guys. I grew up drinking, well, I grew up in the Midwest, and we didn't have any money. So for a long time, we drank this stuff called Our Family Soda. If you guys are familiar with it, shoot me a message, shout out, we can connect, um, because you grew up the same way I did. But it was like Our Family Soda, which is like the multi-meal version for cereal, of for soda. So it's like, you wouldn't drink a Pepsi, you'd drink a cola. Like, you wouldn't drink like a Dr. Pepper, you'd drink like... Dr. Doolittle. I don't fucking know. I forget the name of it. But like, it'll be like the generic stuff. Orange. Grape. Like, obviously, if you drink it, it doesn't taste anything like an orange. If you drink it, it doesn't taste anything like a grape. But that's what we would do. And so I was consuming probably, you know, three to 400 grams of sugar a day, which rotted my fucking teeth and gave me an appetite for it. And because I was working out and, and playing sports, I didn't really turn into the fat kid, but it wasn't a healthy option. So I'm probably always going to love that stuff and want it deep down. But for me... Doing a diet soda like that does become an appetite suppressant. It helps me when I'm at restaurants not make poor choices when I'm really trying to stay on track within my macros and not, you know, kind of fuck up my day. Now, if I go with my wife and we want to go crazy, like last weekend we went to El Churro and, you know, I crushed a bunch of uh, their sticky buns. Like, yeah, I'm going to do that. But if it's like a normal Wednesday and we just decide to stop somewhere and get some food because we're too busy or too lazy to cook for that matter, and I sit, I sit and have, you know, my salmon and, and Brussels sprouts and I do a diet soda, I don't see a major issue with that. In fact, it helps me more than it hurts me overall. So again, for you guys listening, all these things are cool and they're totally okay in moderation. There's even days in probably the last, you know, two or three years that I drank, you know, let's say two or three diet sodas uh, in a day and I felt okay. Um, I didn't feel sick. uh, I didn't die. And uh, like most of you, I think even if you went bonkers one day and had two diet sodas, I don't see a major issue with that. So Again, the key for you guys, moderation. Crush water as much as you can. Stay hydrated. Don't be an idiot about it. And just really pick your spots and eat real food when you can. But if you're trying to stay within macro ranges and you don't want to do a bunch of crazy stuff, I do think the fake sweeteners can help you throughout the day. And for most of you out there listening, if you use like some Walden Farm stuff or you ate an artificially sweetened rice cake or a protein bar or a diet soda, for example, you're doing better than 99% of the world is doing by far. And so, again, 
if diet soda is my vice, then so be it. I'm okay with it. And even that, I, I still tend to do in moderation. But the last thing I'll leave you with real quick before I let you go is just a basic infographic to kind of round all this about. And again, I got this off the BioLane site talking about artificial sweeteners and the recent kind of meta-analysis that was done by it. And again, the biggest points, people who consumed artificial sweeteners did not weigh more than those who didn't. Artificial sweeteners do not lead people to be hungrier or eat more. Artificial sweeteners do not elevate the risk of various forms of cancer. These myths are busted. Sweeteners do not trick your body into gaining weight, causing you to eat more, or cause cancer. All of that stuff has not been proven. Again, if you guys have a bunch of beta and research analysis that proves me wrong, please send it my way. I'm happy to look at it and dig deep into it. But from everything I know and all the people that I trust, who I believe are some of the very smartest humans on the planet, I just don't see where all the fear comes from. Now, again, I gave you the numbers. If you're doing things in excess and extreme amounts, obviously it's dangerous. It's just like if you drink a glass of wine a night, it's not a huge issue. If you're drinking three bottles, obviously the overconsumption of that is going to lead to poor choices and some probably adverse health effects down the line. But to answer the question that you guys all have asked over the last probably year, year and a half, in moderation, Diet sodas and fake sweeteners are safe. People have been led to believe otherwise, yet they have no documentation or proof that that actually exists. Kind of like Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny is kind of how I look at that. And I hear people say it all the time, and for the most part, I don't jump into the conversation because I just don't want to deal with the headache and the utter nonsense that's coming out of their mouth. But this is taken from research and some of the smartest people in the field. And I haven't been able to find anything that legitimately proves otherwise that has had a huge, massive, you know, study done uh, showing it the other way. So again, like most things, anything in moderation is key. Don't go crazy with it. Let water be the base of what you do and let real food be the base of what you eat. And if you sprinkle these things in around them sparingly to get you through the day, to allow you to eat things that are sweet, that don't tank your macros and keep you on track towards your fat loss goals and being the leanest, healthiest, happiest version of you, I think you will be just fine. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I know it was a lot of stuff to get through. I apologize for my dog going berserk, but it is the holiday season here. And man, you know how crazy these Amazon folks get here up on these streets. So um, anything else you guys want to hear from me on the podcast, shoot me a message, hit me up. I'm happy to record it. If I can speak on it with any intelligence whatsoever, I most certainly will. And if you guys are on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. If you're on your iPhone, literally when you just hit stop right now, go back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, scroll all the way down, click that five-star button, leave me a comment. The more you write, the better. If it's only one sentence, Jeremy, you rock, thank you. Or Jeremy, now I'm going to drink diet sodas because they're okay in moderation. Uh, I appreciate that too. And obviously, if you're on your MacBook or your iPad, just open up the iTunes icon. Same thing, ratings and reviews. Click five-star, leave me a comment. I truly would appreciate you guys. And please feel free to share this with uh, you know anybody you know who is kind of on that, you know, I'm not going to do anything fake sweeteners and this and this and this. Honestly, I don't think for most people it's sustainable long haul. I really don't. I don't see how you're going to go through your entire life and never have anything with like a fake sweetener in it. I mean, maybe you can. Um, I would really struggle with it. And I think the people who try to are going to probably more often than not make worse choices that are packed with uh, tons of real sugar and other things to kind of satisfy their sweet tooth if you will so this is a great way for you guys to do it again in moderation and also keep things in check so you guys have an amazing 
rest of your Friday evening. If I do not holler at you guys before Christmas, have an amazing holiday for you guys who celebrate Christmas Eve and Christmas. I'll try to get you one more before if I can, but if not, you guys have an amazing holiday season. And if you need anything from me, as always, just holler. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.